Hello, everyone. This is Murphy and Friends. I'm Halima Hayward. And one day she'll have her own program, okay? Uh, we're going to talk about something that is very personal to Halima and myself. Uh, Halima is the same age as my children, and I think it happens to all of our ages. My daughter, Adele, which I think is a bright young woman, she has a master's in speech pathology. She works with people who have brain injuries, uh, uh, adults, and she works with children, very young children, to help them pronounce because they're delayed in speech some way or the other. Some, And she tries to get them to progress. Halima is a reverend, and don't ask her anything about sickle cell because she wrote the book. And I'm happy for her. But we want to talk about something that is close to black women. I've been single now since 1995, when I came out of a marriage. And for women, especially black women, I'm I'm typical. Seems like I don't care how smart you are, you know, they used to call me Professor Murphy and all of that. We cannot find a man. I'm not talking about being choosy, like you got 15 men and you don't want this and this. I'm talking about just someone coming up and being a friend to you. Tell me your experience, Halima. Halima is the same age as my children. So you can see, and I'm 27 years older than my son. His birthday is next week. Yeah. Well, I'm 46 now. Um, I've been divorced since 32. I was with my ex-husband for 13 years, including, you know, when we met and when we got married and then when we got divorced altogether. Um, it was a 13-year relationship. Um, my marriage ended due to infidelity, um, n- numerous infidelities. So I finally had to say, you know, you teach people how to treat you. So if you want better, you may have to move on. Sometimes I question that decision, to be honest with you, because since I've moved on, I've been um, basically by myself. I dated one person um, really for maybe like a few months. Um, And... That was it. So basically, I've been single and celibate for, oh boy, I'm 46. Since you were 32, that's 14 years. Not 32, because the guy I was dating, I I slept with. So um, maybe 33, 34, somewhere in there. So like 12 years, I would say a conservative estimate. I had a friend, uh, Platonic, he was a pastor of a church in the Bronx, and unfortunately he died in 2013, and we were friends for about three or four years, very Platonic, Mm -hmm. Uh, and for me it was sudden that he died, Uh, Mm -hmm. and he had a prostate cancer, and he said it was all over, and I didn't know until I asked my doctor, who who was an oncologist, and he says, yes, 
it can travel up your spine and it traveled up his spine and he said he was in a lot of pain but I didn't know I, a lot of people complain of back aches mm -hmm. but other than he no yeah yeah uh, we talked about we, we are concerned and I'm not saying that a black man should only stick with black women but we are concerned that so many seem to jump that stick and never come back. No matter what we have going for us, it's not enough. You talk a little. Yeah, I, I definitely can say I don't have a problem with people dating outside of um, their race like I would date outside of my race because I feel like the pickings are so slim if you limit yourself to only dating black men then you know you really limiting yourself considering you know the ones that are married or in a relationship or incarcerated or yeah, 33% homosexual that's right 33% of black males have a criminal record. Now, a small percentage do get jobs and all that, you know, they link up with the right people, but a large percentage, they they buy the wayside. So you have to consider dating outside of your race, and dating outside of your race doesn't only mean black and white, black and Asian, black and East Indian, black and European, black and whatever. Have it's, you met any of these men? I have met a, a couple of men right now I'm trying out the Tinder and the okay Cupid and I've talked to a few men but you know they don't really want to get to know you they just want to you know get in your pants basically and I'm not looking for that I mean I want to get in somebody's pants believe me <laughs> but I want to get to know the person first. You know, I don't want to just jump to it. I haven't been celibate for this long just to go out there and, and just have a frivolous relationship. You know, I, I could have been done that. Anybody can do that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I would like to be in a committed, um, monogamous relationship with someone who just loves me to pieces, all, all parts of me, the crazy parts of me, the ugly parts of me, you know, and and as well as the good parts of me, that um, somebody who loves me enough that there's nothing I can do to run them away. That's a wonderful way to say it. I, I and I don't think that you're by yourself. I think a lot of us are hurting. Now, for younger women, when I say younger women, I'm looking at somebody under 35, maybe even under 40. I see them dating women in a very personal sexual relationship. Mm -hmm. Is that going to be a trend? Are younger women going to say, listen, I can't find anybody. Uh, uh, the fellas that I like, they, they jump in the fence. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm going to get a female. Do you think that, that that's real or is it not real? I, I'm not sure. I think, I think it's real. I think that, um, for one thing, a lot of women have been sexually abused as young girls. Um, that's something that, you know, people don't talk about. 
I know myself personally has been sexually abused as, as a young girl. And I know almost, almost, I would say a good 80% of the people, females that I know, have had that experience. There are so many women who have been sexually abused as children. It's it's ridiculous. Okay, and if you say 80%, Mm-hmm. That means at least 67, 60 or 7% were males of their same age. These were usually older, but not a whole lot older. You know, usually like say 12 and uh, 16 year old or or even young. You know, I was young. I was really young. And, and the person who abused me was a teenager. So it's usually that. Were you kind able of to thing. say tell that to somebody? Yeah, and they didn't do anything. So that teenager nobody, was still around you was still. N- nobody did anything, and nobody ever confronted him or approached him. None, nobody. Well, you know, I used to pride myself, girl. I can tell you when somebody's pregnant. I'm gonna tell you. And this young, I was working in a junior high school. So she could have been 12 or 13, I'm not sure, but around that age. And I had taken them from 180th Street and Webster to Dollar Savings Bank, used to be on the concourse, because these kids had never really seen a real bank. And then afterwards, uh, we came back, and I didn't see the girl anymore. So I asked one of the kids, you know, because the kids in the school know who's with, oh, she had a baby. No, 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 no. We're not talking about the same person. Yes, Miss Murphy, she had a baby. I can bet you my dollar, a uh, bottom dollar, a man did that. It to was her. through rape, yeah. Sexual abuse. Um, people. I I only brought that up to say that a lot of women. To get back to our point, a lot of women who have been um, sexually abused. become um, bisexual or gay Um, and I don't know what the process is in the mind um, how like why that comes about I know sometimes it's like a penis phobia because of the pain that was inflicted upon them by men you know so they don't want that kind of relation because they the only way that they relate to it is through pain not through a, a, a loving consensual um, relationship no choice you know so I think that has a lot to do with the amount of maybe lesbians or bisexuals and um, also you know the shortage, uh, or and also people being in relationship unhealthy relationships with men, and figuring that you know a woman would be more sensitive and you know more easier to relate to and things like that. I don't think it's a process where you sit down and really uh, think it out. It just becomes an attraction. You start to be 
um, attracted to to the same sex, you know. And and once that happens, you know, it's a choice. Do you want to do that or do you want to resist that? And um, you know, stay on the heterosexual do route. Think- I think a lot of women won't admit it, but they are they are attracted to the same sex, but they just choose not to act on it. Do you think this has become so common now? And a young woman that I was talking about, she would be your age right now. This was at least 25 years ago. And I know that because I moved to another school. Uh, Her mother was a drug addict. Do you think that that has anything to do with it? Because what happens is that you have all kinds of pieces uh, around you. I know when I was working in a different school, I took uh, an alternative school, whatever that means. I took this young girl, this is how long it was, to Alexander to fill out an application Mm -hmm. for a job. And uh, I, I drove her back. I was going to drive up, and, and so she get in front of her door. She said, no, Miss Murphy, I'll get out here. I thought that was very strange. Mm-hmm. There was a, a man, now I would, I might have been 39 at the time, on the corner that was, I couldn't call the lover. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was a man at, at that time who looked like slightly older than a he. A big grown man. Yes, she was in an alternative program. So, what was she, 16 or 17 years old? Mm-hmm. And I was so angry. But, man, I don't... What could you do? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know? And I, when I went to her mother's house to uh, pick up the mother, because the mother said she would come to the PTA meeting, mm-hmm. she had all these young boys around her. Maybe their early 20s. And I'm thinking, I know, I'm not going to pretend that this doesn't exist, that women have a hard time making it by themselves Mm -hmm. for the rent, for the food. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we're sacrificing our daughters. Mm -hmm. And uh, the mother was so embarrassed. You know, all I did was Embarrassed by what? That I came and saw this. Okay. That she told her daughter something very nasty to tell me. Mm-hmm. But you know, that didn't bother me. I was young and dumb. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> would that bother me now? Yeah, if somebody threatened me, but then I didn't bother me. Mm-hmm. But here you have this daughter, and you got all these men around you who might be in their 20s or whatever, obviously younger than her. What are you thinking? Are you setting your daughter up to be... Abused, yeah. A lot of people don't think about that. A lot of people think about that and don't care because of whatever is messed up in in their head. You know, a lot of... I'm going to say a lot, but there are women who intentionally have their daughters out there you know um pimping themselves and and all that kind of stuff yes you know and that's that's that you know that's obviously coming from a person who is warped um 
themselves. But I, getting back to the topic of, you know, it being hard for us to to get relationships. You know, a lot of us are damaged due to a lot of things, you know. Um, and, you know, the men, I, you know, I can't speak for the men because I'm not a man. Um, but it just seems that there's less and less as the years go on for us to to pick up. Even if, you know, there's a man that's been in a relationship and, you know, he's divorced himself. You know, they, they a lot of them are busy trying to relive their youth or they are looking for like this this vision of perfection and not just willing to accept people you know like a good woman as just being what do you a mean good perfection woman. what do you mean you're saying this men in general are looking for this woman a perfection yeah. uh, we know my daughter I, I leave her aside but she got s- several friends that are now in their late 40s, some have already turned 50, that I think are really nice people, nice personalities, with no one. Mm-hmm. And that's the story, especially for black women, you know? But it, it it's increasingly happening um, to white women too, but just not, you know, it's never ever at the level that it is for, you know, for, for black women. You know, um, there are there are good black men out there. Like I have to believe that there are still good black men out there who really just want somebody to love and somebody to love them back. I have to believe that. Um, but where are they? How do we find them? You know, how do we interact with them? Because we move in our same circles, they move in their same circles. And never the twain shall meet, you know? And that's, I think that's the problem. So, like I said, I'm on these um, dating sites. And I've communicated with a couple of guys. But I'm real gun-shy. Like, I noticed that because at one point I wasn't trying to communicate with anybody. But now that I'm out there um, communicating with people, I see things in myself that are different now than they were before. Like, even after I first got divorced, you know, I was I was a little more open. Um, when you first got divorced? Yeah, but it seems like as the years go have gone on and I've been by myself all this time, I've become more and more, I would say, gun-shy, you know? Um, so, you know, having dudes like make sexual advances and stuff like that I automatically cut them off because I'm like that's not what I'm looking for and if that's what you're looking for then you 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 in the wrong you know situation like so it's you know it's it's difficult it's difficult because you know they want to text they want to you know talk back and forth but nobody wants to actually meet you in person and take Mm -hmm. you out on a date um 
or even to get a cup of tea or a cup of coffee and actually see you physically mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and interact with you and see if there's something there, you know, um, over the phone or via text, you can't really get anything done. So then the question is, okay, do I make the first move? But, you know, I was it, on it, that. I it's was so on confusing, you know. And I think it's even harder, you know, for black women, like I said, because our options um, are even few. And then a lot of us really have been used to being so strong for so long. We don't know how to be soft. So, I'm, you know, that's that's another thing, you know, that 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 black women, um, you know, that kind of goes against them. We don't know how to be soft. And I think when the men... When you say that, tell me what that means. I mean... You were left to raise a child, right? Yes. So what do you mean to be soft? You've got to make sure she's eating. You've got to make sure she's in the, the correct school, that she has clothes, that the, the homework, that you yes. take her places to explore and uh, yes. to find out who she is. Yes. So what do you mean to be soft? Well, what is soft? I don't mean that. I don't know what that means. I mean, when I say soft... I mean that, you know, men are still men. And they still need to feel like they are the they are the one in charge. I think other races know how to make them feel that way even when it's not the case. And I think that's a skill that we are not taught because who's gonna teach us? Our mothers are just like us single women having to wear the skirt as my ex-husband told me you want to wear the skirt and the pants so they are that's what black men say to women yes so they are um, you know we learn that because that's a survival skill now uh, I hear white people on the TV talking about relationships a woman should have her own bank account well we've been taught that since we were two years old you better always take care of yourself. That's what we are taught. And there's nothing wrong with that. But we 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 do need to it's the art of being a woman that's been that's been lost. And 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 I know oh, why do you say that? Oh, because Sojourner Truth because died. sex The art of being a woman is being able to get what you want, right? out of your husband or your boyfriend or whoever without him ever knowing that that's what it is. See, so now we you need come to... into from such a position and I and I like what you're saying because I kind of think that way but I don't want to make myself lesser. No, but it's not about that. It's not about because that 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 was my thing. So should I have to shrink myself? Should I have to, you know, be this, that, and the other, and blah, say, blah. No. We know how to pay our rent, write checkbooks, all of that stuff. Because I, they... I can't be white. They appreciate okay. that about us. And, and and I'm very outspoken, very opinionated, very pants and skirt, as, as they would say. Oh, you okay. know? So, I get it. I get what you're saying. How do I do that? But I'm saying that I know... And I have talked to quite a few male friends, and that is the thing. That is the thing. So when we see the white women are not better than us, they just different from us. 
they know how to work that angle. And that's that's something that 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 we as black women have lost due to circumstance. So, you know, I'm 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 slowly trying to figure out, okay, how do I work that angle? How do I still be me, but allow him to think? See, this is the thing, to think he's taking the lead. They don't have to know that you the boss. Like, we don't have to make them know that we're the boss, and, but we can still be the boss. I had a roommate. You, do you get what I'm saying? Uh, I was, uh, this, and, and that's her. She was, uh, uh, her name was, I shouldn't say, well, she, I don't even, she lives in Chicago. I don't even know where she is now. Her name was Willie. Very attractive uh, person. If I wanted something on a shelf. You get it yourself. Yeah, without thinking. Mm-hmm. If she wants to, she would blink her eyes. Mm-hmm. John, could you get that for me? Mm-hmm. And even then, I was 24 at the time. I met her when I was 22. I was 24 at the time. I, she did get people. I mean, she did get males. That could not be me. But this is, this is, this is, this is human nature that I'm speaking of. This is evolutionary. This you is. You have a daughter. Would you tell your daughter to be that way? What would you tell your daughter? How well, my is daughter is a lesbian, for one thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> and why? Um, why? Well, I, you know, I don't want to talk about her. In that way. Yeah. But, very globally, has she seen the way many women are treated? Yes, definitely. You know, and she saw the way that that her father was, you know, and which wasn't um, the best. But um, when my daughter was a teenager, I told her, you know, you, you know, if you have a boyfriend, this is how he's supposed to treat you. You know, this is how you how you um, value yourself and that you don't need a man. You can do whatever you need to and do. And what do black men tell black women? You don't need no man. You don't man. need a man. Because, th- because why? Because you wear the skirt and the pants. So that's the thing that I'm saying is what we need to change. We know that we can do it all. But we don't got to let them know that we know that we can do it all. So when you're... Uh, we have to allow them to... They always have to be... Okay, but you're on these dating sites. Yeah. My experience was I was on uh, Black People Meet Black People, but this is like 20 years ago. I was on another one also. And uh, it was hard to get people... Yeah, I was 50 when I started to get on dating sites. It was hard to get uh, uh, males even interested. Well, you know, I get a lot of likes and things like that. A lot of people saying, oh, you're attractive. But it's like, okay, well, how do you get, you know, I'm, I'm looking for something deeper than that. And it's like, well, what are you looking for? So when you talk to that man, that this is the second time, let's say, you're talking to him. What's the conversation like? You know, I, I just try to get in into 
you know, like what your interests are, you know, what do you like to do? Do you have children? You know, that, that kind of thing. I try not to ask people what they do because a lot of men have this hang up that they think that, you know, women are looking, marry somebody with a looking for somebody to take care of them. You know, really, in this day and age, yeah, they, uh, they have a man that. feels that he should take care of a woman. They feel that women, they have a phobia that you know somebody's you know trying to get their money. You know, um, which is why all the romance and the chivalry and all of that is gone. And I don't know about anybody else, but I like romance and I like chivalry. Oh, I, I, I like absolutely. a door open for me. Absolutely. I like a chair pulled out for me. I like a man walking Very few on men the... do that, even if you're in the company. I don't have a boyfriend, right? But mm-hmm. let's say I go to a dinner and there's a male. I, I want the same thing. Yeah. Hold a... the door for me, pull the chair out. As a but, gentleman, yes. it, feels, it yes. feels good to be treated that way. A lot of women don't even know that they should be that, that is something that they deserve yes. that they should be you know a man should walk on the outside of you a man should not walk ahead of you he should be on the outside of you keeping pace with you if you walking like a snail he need to be walking like a snail right beside you so do we need to tell our young women from 13 years old and not only tell our we need to tell our girls yes but we need to teach our boys absolutely you know and, absolutely um, I'm I'm actually starting a program wonderful for for called ladies and gentlemen just for that specific reason. Have for, you got some kids in there or are you for, gonna do it on your for junior high school um children. So right now I'm putting it together. I'm gonna try to do it at Lehman to get a space at, at Lehman to do it. And um, get kids from the local junior high school. Go to the social work department. Girls and females. There's a whole That's campus on the high school. On the high school, they've got a whole high school. On the campus of Lumen College, they have a high school there. Mm-hmm. And then there's uh, there's Clinton, Walton, right. and science. You know, I since I've retired, I'd hate to say this, but I look at TV. So I want to teach them. And I look at TV... Too often, too often. Well, uh, yeah, I met him for, that was maybe two or three days. I met him and he said he needed somebody money to fix his car. Mm-hmm. And I gave him mm-hmm. 500 He said he's going to pay me back. And then the next time, I he said he needed more money for the rent. Mm-hmm. So I gave him 600 now he owe me $2,300 and the the judge will say what "What?" were you thinking yeah you met him how many days you gave him $500 like that that has there's no color line to that that's no no, color line no that's because it's hard out here for everybody every woman and they think that by helping the man that that's going to make him want to be with you. No, you will be the one he won't marry because he doesn't respect you because you haven't made him earn anything. And it that is something that's innate in men. They love to chase. They love to have to earn something. So even once you are married to them, you got to keep that, that spark there. You got to keep them on a leash. 
You got to keep them. <laughs> you keep men on a leash. Yes, you, you got to keep them wanting to chase you. So there's always, it's unfortunate. And I, you know, but it's true because I've talked to men about it. You have? Yes. And what, what it's unfortunate. I want to hear what they say. It's unfortunate, but it's true that they, you got to, you can't give them everything. You can't give them everything. You can't take care of them like they're your children. They have to be the man. So it has to be, okay, you can't pay the bill. Well, we just ain't going to eat until you get that money. I agree. It can't be that you pick up um, the slack for them in that way. The way that we can support them is just by sexing them. That's so important to them. That's the main way. If you if you can, if it's a good man, I'm not talking about these dogs. I am talking about a good man. See, but now you're going to have this group, hopefully, of young ladies. You know. How do you tell the good ones from whatever? When I listen to these shows. Well, I'm not going to talk to them about that. But no, no, no. But that's important. The chivalrous. Because you start at 14, 15. Oh, uh, the, the mother or father says, well, I, I gave you $10 this morning. Well, Johnny said that he had to. And so what he, I, I, I gave him, you know, like, so what money do you have? Well, I, I, so they're at that age. I see the judges say to them, ask the men, well, what do you do for a living? Mm-hmm. Now, I cannot see myself, well, first of all, I want to see myself dating somebody that cannot take care of himself. And he's got to want to take care of you. And if a man really is interested in you, and really cares about you, he will grind himself into the ground to take care of you. And you, his his reward for that is sex and food. He will provide a roof over your head. He will get you the car. You he'll work three jobs so you can drive a Benz, and and, and he can drive a Honda. You got this down to a little science, haven't you? Yes, because I've talked to men, and I know my I know my experience. I know what mistakes I made in my marriage. I don't think I just, um, you know. But you that, were young. You were 32 when you yeah, got a divorce. Yeah, I was young, and nobody told me anything. No, I didn't know anything. This was not the conversation at that time. Yeah, I didn't know anything. But now I know what I've learned. But have you told that to, to young women it. who are 30, 25, 21? Have you told it to them? I have told it to 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 other women. But I am going to teach it, you know, in my in my program to this to a what, certain extent. I think it's wonderful, you know. This and, is what a podcast is about. Yes, you know, I was going to have a me and my very good friend. We were going to get an apartment together, and her boyfriend was named Chubb. She lived in one building. He lived across the street and had another girlfriend, like a triangle. Mm-hmm. And another building. And when she told me that he, we were going to get this apartment together, that he was going to be there, I said no. And she would say things like, well, he's, he's supposed to hit you if you're out of order. How many women still think that you're supposed to be put in order? It's okay that he smacks you upside your head. Well, no, that that's out of line. 
That might be our line, but don't say that these women are not going through this. No, of course. There's, there's plenty of women that, that are student. getting abused. That's and, right. And they think it's okay. And it actually arouses them because that's how... Say that again, because I want to hear that. It actually arouses them because they have a warped relationship to sexuality through violence. Sexuality through violence. Yeah. And I never looked at it like that before, but she loved this man. It, uh, he, and they I went bet somewhere. you after he punched her in the eye <laughs> and, and he came back with the steak and apologized, they was making love like two monkeys in a zoo. <laughs> I mean, he did terrible things. He said, oh, we went upstate. Now, where upstate is, I don't know. Right. Probably young. Could be Westchester. Right, right, right. right, right. And he said that I didn't do right, so he just left me on the street. What? So, you know, I'm younger than, hello, I don't know, I might have been 20 myself, but I knew that, that wasn't correct. <laughs> exactly. I knew that old punching and beating me down is not correct. Exactly. But who knows where she came from, what makes her think that that's okay, or how he may have conditioned her and brainwashed her, even if she didn't come from that, but just being so in love and maybe being a little innocent and him maybe having a little more. He was grown, grown. Yeah, see, so more control. More. So we were like 20, maybe high as 21. Yeah, so he was a big grown man that had psychological power over her. And he had a wife and the girlfriend. We're in the projects, even more projects, in the other building. So, uh, but she's not, She there's no difference between her and a whole bunch of women. Yeah, there. she's not an anomaly. Yeah, yeah, that happens. That happens a lot. I had a student one time. And that when that happens, there's nothing you can do because no. you can't make somebody change that. That is something that they either going to die in or, or come to the conclusion that they don't want to live in anymore. And even then... It's dangerous because he may kill you. That's right. It's that, you know, it, it's that serious. So the, the 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 most powerful thing that you can say about that situation is to teach young girls when they're young, if somebody ever demeans you emotionally or hits you physically, Both. the Both. first time, the very first time is when you are the safest. You leave. Because the longer you stay and the longer you get into it, the more dangerous it's going to get. So the very first time that somebody calls you a bitch, the very first time that somebody, uh, you know, calls you a slut or a hoe or a whore or whatever, the very first time that somebody puts their hands on you, puts their finger in your face like they could punch you, balls up their hand like they want to hit you, that's when you say, mm-hmm. exit stage left. We the are, very first time. When I went back to where I grew up in Edenwall, they said, uh, several times they said, oh, she's, she's in that wrong state. And I saw her one time, uh, I used to take the bus, the 20 bus, from Woodlawn to here, right? And I saw her, there's a program there. 
It's an ARC program. If you ever noticed it, it's right at Woodlawn. Well, it was. I have no idea. That was so long ago. Mm. I was closer to her than I am to you. People, we're in a small little room. Mm-hmm. She didn't know me. The slob was coming out of my mouth. That man beat, had to beat, be, still be beating her. Wow. Yeah, I, and I want you to hear this audience. So she caught, she got brain damaged. That's right. I from want all the you blows. to hear that. I mean, we used to lay down on the bed and say, yeah, I'm going to be this, I'm going to be that. She didn't know me. We're not talking about just a small friend. We're talking about a mm. close, close friend. Yeah. So, uh... So he, he you know, beat her like a boxer. Mm-hmm. 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 So, uh, you know who I'm talking about if you're out there. You know, this is Teresa. You know I'm telling the truth. Uh, I Now, she met him. We were probably in our late teens, maybe 18, 19. Those are the young women you have to talk to before they can become 18 and 19. Because as soon as they hit 18, I'm grown. This is what I, I was saying. I ain't nobody going to tell me what to do. You got you to gotta, you gotta catch them and young. I, I don't know if mothers out there, fathers out there, I hope you're listening, father, tell their daughters this is not right. No. Tell them when they're 12, don't let anybody hit you. Don't let, let as you say, call you a bitch, a hoe, because they can't say whore because they don't know how to pronounce it. Mm-hmm. The first time you say, I- I'm out of here. And that has to be um, instilled from, what, 12 years old? Because that's when you first, if, or not, if not yeah. younger, because that's when you first start your liking hormones. boys. And, your hormones, you know, old yeah. folks used to say they smelling themselves, and not until you get older do you realize those, those are hormones that yeah. are triggering. That's why you're smelling yourself. Yeah. But we were talking about why are we black women so so alone? I think there's there's so many reasons. There's not really one one finger to you know there's there's many fingers to point uh many different contributing factors to to why black men some black men consider black women undateable Mm -hmm. um you know that self-hate because you know if you don't like a black woman then who's your your mother your auntie your Mm -hmm. sister who are who who are they to you what do they what do they mean to you? What do they represent to you? Um, you know, why you wouldn't want someone like that. Um, and I don't have all the answers, but I know that, you know, that is a problem. It's a problem for me. Um, all ages. But I haven't, you know, I haven't, I haven't given up. And I think a lot of black women um, also, no matter how educated we get and how well we do, we still only like a certain type of man, and that's the man we grew up around, the man from the hood. So you'll see a nurse, well-accomplished, a, a banker, well-accomplished, and then you'll meet a husband, and he's a hood dude. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hmm. But it's because that's who we grew up with. That's who we socialize with. You know, so I think a lot of us also have to be willing to 
step outside of of that paradigm and be willing to give other other people other races um a chance and see what happens we also based on what you said uh i've worked as a social worker in the bronx all my professional life and you know what i see there among my hispanic sisters they'll marry somebody they might have two masters but they will marry somebody who uh, has a high school diploma but a decent job could be someone cleaning the office or something like that nothing heavy we still tend to want to get that man that's making a A doctor a lawyer well you know it's about sometimes you have to evaluate yourself and 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 look at your standards and not to say you should lower your standards but what what's driving those standards you know what do you what do you who are you trying to impress i like what you said who are you trying to impress you know because what you should be looking for is someone who like i said loves you and is going to take care of you and is not going to leave you you know um because the weather changed. And sometimes I, I think many black women could be earning more. And, and and that's more than likely because we are the most highly educated population. In the over nation. white women, over In white men, over every over Asian over everybody else. Mm-hmm. So if we if we're gonna be with a black man, it's gonna be more than likely that we are gonna be have a higher paying job and be more educated than him. But is this man a good man? Mm-hmm. And that should be the the primary the criteria, not what he does or what you give can me say your criteria so the audience can hear what the criteria. Because is. think about men. Mm-hmm. Men, a man could will be a doctor and marry a house cleaner. And you know how that pisses off black women. And 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 it's not about what she does because, like I said, he'll be willing to work five jobs to take care of her. It's how she makes him feel. That's so interesting. How she makes him feel. He. This is a. This is a thing for men. They have to be able to feel like. They the king of the world. They could go out and conquer anything. And it's us, women, who have the power to make them feel that. You see a man, you'll be like, damn, they got five kids. And he's, you know, married to her, and he's, like, grinding for her. He's not, there's no complaints. You know what I mean? He, she, He's like, oh, I got to go. The wife is calling. You know, where normally they'd be like, oh, she got you whooped or whatever like that. He don't even care what they say. The wife called, he's moving. He's gone. Okay. So ladies and it's in the audience. How she makes him feel. Halima is more in touch with uh, men than I am because I just gave up looking for him. So she's going to give you four things that are important. Uh, whether they say you can't tell a book by its cover. Mm-hmm. So, so she's going to give you four things that it's important that you take away today from this podcast. So now listen, ladies, I am, this is a disclaimer. 
I am single, okay? I'm not claiming to know everything about men. I'm not claiming to be an expert. And you may disagree with my opinion, and that's fine. But I have talked to quite a few males, men that I know whose opinion I can say I value. And the main thing about men is that they need to feel like they're in control and they need, even if they're not, the power of suggestion, ladies, the power of suggestion. And they need to feel like they are the king of the world. Even if they're a janitor, they need to feel like they're a king of the king of the world. When they go out there and they have to go push that broom back and forth and mop that floor and they they you know they really don't like their job, they hate their job. But when they come home to you, they feel like, you know, Donald Trump, that is the most important thing. And the the way you do that is you show them. Words don't mean you could tell them you love them. You could tell them they're handsome. You could tell them all of that. But the way that you show them is by having sex with them because that's how they release their frustration. Unlike a lot of us, we could go without sex. Men cannot go without sex. The way they release their frustration is through sex. And if you deny that, deny them that, they begin to resent you. And that's when you have problems. The other way is by you know, cooking for him or, you know, if his feet hurt, rubbing his feet, just little things like that will keep, will, will keep that man going and you will see he will grind himself into the ground to make sure that you get everything that you, you need and want. If he feels like when he goes outside that door, oh, I can make it today because my wife done, you know, she done hit me off. And, you know, my my belly's full or my lunch is packed. And, you know, he'll go out there. He'll he'll go to work. Then he'll go pick up the kids, bring them back home, help the kids with the homework. He'll do all of that. So we have to learn how to be um, um, softer in, in, in that way. And when he does something wrong, not to just jump down his throat and and curse him out or do anything like black women, we do have some yes. tongues that'll cut. Yes. Yeah, so what we need to do when he does something wrong is sit him down, talk to him about it, let him know we don't like it, and then reinforce it with some good sex. <laughs> it's it's a reward system. This is how they work. They've told me this. Okay. And they will work and they will do three jobs and drive themselves I'm talking about a good man I'm not talking about these piece of nothings I'm talking about a good man and that's how you be married for 50 years well, yeah cause I've gone to two or three 50 year wedding things and and if you sat down with the wife and really talked to her she would tell you he, he might have acted up at, at some point you know because you don't get married for 50 years without going through stuff you know um, but at some point, they figured it out. And usually, it's, it, it's, it's, it's simple things. And if you listen to him, the things that he likes, you, I mean, Father's Day, you know what they want? Some good sex. <laughs> On their birthday, 
you know what they want? Some good sex. So you could be slacks a days ago, you know, on, on the other times, but you, it's got to be consistent because that's how they release their stress. That's what makes them feel good about themselves. That's what makes them feel sexy. Not your words, but your actions. And that's what makes them want to go out and conquer the world for you. It's, 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 it's really primal. I know it sounds so simple. And, you know, a lot of us feel like we shouldn't, we shouldn't have sex. If we don't feel like having sex, we tired because we get up there and we go out and work and we take care of the kids. And then we got to take care of him, too. And, and you know, we got to do this, this, that, and the other. This is true. But when you're in a, in a relationship with a man, there are certain things that come with the territory. And that is where a lot of us mess up. Uh, well, one of the things, that I, and I think... And it's not always our fault. I'm talking about a yes. good man here. I'm not talking about, you know, all the crazies. And, you know, I'm not blaming women because people love to blame women because I'm a woman. And I've been through some stuff. Yes. But I also realize where I could have done things differently. You know? Well, the other thing that I've seen... Small oh, oh. percentage of women, but young women have to learn this too. Don't embarrass him in public. No. Don't say anything that you don't want to be said to yourself. Well, you know that, that, that. No, stop it. Absolutely. Learn how to say that at home. Absolutely. Don't don't embarrass him in public. Don't embarrass him in front of the children. You know, it's a it's a way that you handle them to get what you want out of them. And. Also, like, you know, I guess, you know, starting out, it's kind of the same thing when you're starting out. Like, okay, you could do this or that for yourself, but call him and ask him to do it. Make him feel needed and wanted. That's what they need. You're right. You're right. Too many of us, instead of saying, you know, before we have dinner tonight, could you get such and such from the store? I'll just do it myself. No. I think that was a major problem of mine. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. No, no. Just like you said, let him do it. Mm-hmm. Let him feel needed and, and, and wanted. We know we can do everything. We just don't got to let them know and that we, we know, know we, we got can money, do. too. Exactly. We Listen, can do I can take care of myself. Then what you, the first thing they think is what you need me for. That's right. Oh, you, you really have done your homework. Yes, and then they get out there. And they they bumping they name they may not even be looking for anyone else, but they get out there and they feeling so low and dejected because of maybe the way you spoke to them, or they haven't had sex in two weeks. Something as simple as that that we think ah two weeks ain't no time, huh? For them two days is is a long time. <laughs> and you know somebody comes and says some old high school flame because that's what happened to me. Oh, I used to, oh, you know, I had a crush on you. So he feels, oh, I'm sexy to somebody else because I can't be sexy to her because she won't sleep with me. I haven't had sex in two weeks. So then it's just, oh, yeah, I'm married, but, you know, how you doing this, that, and other. And then the next thing you know, she's making him feel the way you need to be making him feel and as my as my male friend says she starts collecting points 
she starts collecting points every time that she gives him a compliment every time that she makes him feel sexy and then he comes home to you and he don't got no food ready and Mm -hmm. you know he he gets in the bed you turn your back he turns his back who you think he thinking about when his back is turned he's not on top of you so he's thinking about somebody else maybe she she won't turn her back on me uh halima has is teaching me also and and i think that people my age are not as comfortable as she is and what she's saying i know is right but we're not as comfortable as she is talking about it to people that are in their 70s that are in their late 60s you don't talk about that i can tell you and we need to talk about this. Salima, I would like you to, if possible, to have a, a do-do list and whatever. And so people can call here, not call, uh, email you and you give your do's and don'ts. I think what you said is extremely important. And it's important for all of us, especially women. I know you're making more than your men at times. Very few of us are married to doctors, lawyers, engineers. So please, Halima, please give them a way to contact you. um, Halima, H-A-L-I-M-A-H, like Harry, C like Charles, one at yahoo.com. Halima, H-A-L-I-M, like Mary, A, H like Harry, C like Charles, one at yahoo.com. Dot com. Maybe what we should do before we say goodbye to our listening audience, maybe we should, uh, March or April, have a little symposium and talk very honestly. Because people my age are not honest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They'll introduce me as professor whatever, but that's not me. Mm-hmm. I'm Teresa. I'm that same little girl from the Bronx. Mm-hmm from Eden Wall and from 169th Street, that's not me. Mm-hmm. And so a wh- whole bunch of us are wearing different faces. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm glad Halima is very, very open. I would like for her even to run a, 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 a symposium. We can get the space. Mm-hmm. For women our age. Forget about Forget about doing it for, for women her age, mm-hmm. but for women our age. Mm-hmm. And maybe we need a symposium to have a 30 years old to talk to 13, 14, 15 years old. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to be hit, don't let no man hit you. Mm-hmm. If you're in a same-sex relationship, don't let a woman hit you. Mm-hmm. So I want to say have a happy, happy, happy holiday. If those in the audience are in New York, you might want to come to Kwanzaa, December 27th at 6 o'clock at Union Baptist Church in White Plains. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Oh, that was really good. I hope we got everything. I'll stop it right now.